the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Plan Your Estate Radio with your host, San Jose Estate Planning Attorney Bob Bergman. Bob's been practicing law for over 30 years and is certified by the State Bar of California as a legal specialist in estate planning trust and probate law. Bob is here to help you set your house in order with valuable insights you can use today to prepare a better tomorrow for your loved ones. And now your host for Plan Your Estate Radio, Attorney Bob Bergman. Good afternoon. This is attorney Bob Bergman, host of Plan Your Estate Radio. This show today here on Christmas Day, December 25th, 2020, has been pre-recorded by me, so I'm not actually in my office right now broadcasting live over the air, but I wanted to let you know that uh, I do have some answers in represent in excuse me in reference to proposition 19. Now, on December 4th, I did a show which you can uh, actually retrieve from kdow.biz, B-I-Z. Look for the podcast for Plan Your State Radio. Look for December 4th, and you can hear the first part of my uh, presentation on Proposition 19. I'm going to give a brief summary of Prop 19 in this first segment. If you don't have the opportunity to go back and listen to the earlier show, uh, basically Proposition 19 was passed by the voters here in California back in November. It was billed by the proponents of Prop 19 as being primarily about providing seniors, uh, meaning those over age 55, such as myself, by the way, with the ability to move within the state of California up to three times and move their real estate property tax base with them. Now, uh, let me explain what I mean by that. I'm going to be talking about things in the show today, and I should define some things. When I call about the real property tax base, I'm talking about the assessed valuation of a piece of real estate here in California. The assessed valuation is to be distinguished from the fair market value or the price that someone actually pays to buy a property. So the assessed value is generally fixed when you first purchase a property, but in some cases, when the property is passed on, perhaps to children or maybe even grandchildren in the future, the real property tax value will stay the same. That is the current law. Um, The current law also gives people the ability to move their real property tax base one time 
if you're 55 and older, uh, another time also if you are disabled. Uh, the new law will enable three times plus uh, another time if you're disabled. Um, now, I'm not going to focus on that part of the law today. Instead, I'm going to focus on the other part of the law that uh, went into effect and will actually have full effect on February 16th, 2021. And that is the part of Proposition 19 that basically completely destroys Propositions 58 and 193, which were passed earlier by the voters. This is many, many years ago. Proposition 58 is what's called the parent-to-child exclusion from reassessment. And uh, under the current law, if you have a residence, you can pass your residence to your child or children and enable them to preserve the real property transfer tax base, which I'll call from now on the assessed value of the property. Now, obviously, that is very, very valuable right now, because if you purchased your property many, many years ago, and right now, say the assessed value is $300,000, but the market value is $1 million, what that would mean is that you could pass that property on using Proposition 58 to your child or children. That can be during your lifetime, or it could be at your death, provided you die before February 16th of 2021. And uh, and that's obviously very valuable. For many families, being able to pass on the family home to a child or children would enable that child or children to be able to actually continue living or start living in, in the family home and maybe be able to stay in the area where they grew up and the area where they have all their contacts, their friends, even where they work. Now, the new law... Uh, oh, also, as an aside, Proposition 193 permits a similar kind of transfer from a grandparent to a grandchild, provided certain specific conditions are met. And I'm not going to go into those conditions right now because they're very unique and it doesn't come up all that often. Now, what has Proposition 19 done to the Proposition 58 and Proposition 193 exclusions. Well, Prop 58 under the current law, besides being able to pass your residence to your child or children, you're able to pass up to $1 million of assessed value, not fair market value, to your children as well. If you're a married couple, you could pass $1 million worth of assessed value for each one of you. Uh, and that's for properties other than your personal residence. Your personal residence under the current law can be of any value and have any assessed value. So that doesn't count against the million-dollar exclusion. What does that mean? That means right now if you have a couple of rental properties and between them they have an assessed value of half a million dollars but a market value of $2 million, those properties could be passed under current law to your child or children, and they could keep the $500,000 assessed value for the two properties between them. Instead of paying taxes on 
$2 million, which is the market value of the property. And we'll assume that's the market value when you transfer it to them or when you pass away. Here's the deal. Under Proposition 19, the ability to transfer the property from yourself to your children, this is your personal residence, is now going to be limited. Uh, First of all, you're a child and maybe more than one child. We don't know because the proposition is not very well drafted. But at least one child will have to occupy your home after your death. Uh, And then what will happen is you'll take the assessed value of the property. You'll add $1 million to that assessed value. And then you'll take the market value of the property, which means appraisals being done now, to figure out what it's worth, and then subtract the first total from the market value. And that difference is then added to the original assessed value of the property. So if the assessed value was $500,000 and the property is worth $1.7 million, you would add a million dollars to the $500,000 to get $1.5 million. Subtract that from $1.7, you get $200,000. Add the $200,000 to the $500,000 assessed value, and that becomes the new assessed value for that child occupying the home. How long does the child have to occupy the home? We have no idea. There's no uh, regulations on that. We're looking to the Board of Equalization to deal with that one. Um, But this is only the first aspect of how Proposition 19 is causing the destruction of Proposition 58 and Proposition 193. So when I come back after the first segment of this show today, Um, I will continue on with more of Prop 19 and its effect on the transfers not only of a personal residence, but also of rental property and commercial property, including commercial property that may be being used in a family business. So after the break, I'll continue on with more of Prop 19. Now, back to Plan Your Estate Radio. Once again, your host, estate planning trust and probate law specialist, attorney Bob Bergman. Welcome back. If you're just joining the show, this is estate planning attorney Bob Bergman, host of Plan Your Estate Radio. Uh, This show is pre-recorded today because it is Christmas Day, December 25th, 2020, and I am at home with my family right now. The show today is about Proposition 19, a proposition recently passed by the voters back in November that seriously impacts those who have residences and also have rental properties and perhaps commercial properties as well, uh, where they have children that they intend to pass those properties on to. Um, I talked before the break about uh, the effect of Proposition 19 on the transfer of a personal residence to a child or children. Now I'm going to talk about the effect of Prop 19 on the transfer of other properties, rental properties, vacant land, commercial properties, maybe even a property that is being used by uh, a parent right now uh, in the conduct of their business, uh, such as a motel 
or uh, or a research and development building that has a shop of some kind in it. Proposition 19, besides affecting the transfer of a personal residence to a child or children, also declares that after February 16th, 2021, transfers made by a parent to a child or children will be treated exactly the same exactly the same as if the transfer went to someone who was not a child or or in certain limited cases not a grandchild in other words it will be treated as if it was left to a brother or a sister, a parent, a niece, a nephew, a cousin, or some random stranger walking by on the street. What this means is that those rental properties, those commercial buildings, maybe where the family business is being run, all of those will be 100% reassessed to the current market value of the property at the date of transfer. The transfer could occur because the parent gives the property to the child. That will trigger a 100% reassessment. The more likely thing is the transfer will occur because the parent passes away and now the child or children inherit the property from the parent and there will be a 100% reassessment at that time. This will also apply to property that is in what is typically called a bypass trust, maybe a credit shelter trust, maybe an exemption trust. This is an irrevocable trust that was set up when a first parent died and their share of property went into this irrevocable trust, which was done for federal estate tax planning purposes. Property in a bypass trust will not be part of the taxable estate of the surviving spouse for federal estate tax purposes. That's kind of the general rule. Some bypass trust could be drafted to put in um, something like a general power of appointment, which will cause the value of that property to be included in the taxable estate of the surviving spouse when the surviving spouse dies. But the main purpose of a bypass trust is to get the property out of the person's taxable estate when the survivor dies. The problem is that when the survivor dies, the property in a bypass trust will also be treated as having been transferred to the child or children at the date of death of the surviving spouse. That will be a change of ownership under the tax law that will trigger a 100% reassessment. And the drawback of the bypass trust is there is no new value for income tax purposes when that property is passed on unless you have something in the trust that causes inclusion of the value in the estate of the surviving spouse. Now, I know what I just said is confusing, and understandably it's confusing. We're talking about federal estate tax law. We're about talking about federal income tax law. But suffice it to say that property in a bypass trust does not get income tax benefits when the surviving spouse dies, but does get estate tax benefits. The problem, though, is the real property taxes will be reevaluated or reassessed up to 100% of the market value 
which means that now if the children decide, well, gosh, we don't want to pay ten or $15,000 more a year in property taxes on this rental property, for example, well, then they'll turn around and they'll sell that rental property. But what happens when they sell the rental property? The rental property will have an income tax cost basis, that's the acquisition cost for the tax law, based on when that property went into that bypass trust. Probably when a, when a, the first parent died, that could have been five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, which means that the children have the joy of not only losing the rental property because they can't afford to keep it because of the property taxes, but when they sell it, they will also have tremendous capital gains that you have to pay income tax on. You'll have to pay to the federal government, and uh, and you'll have to pay, if you're in California, you'll have to pay California ordinary income tax on that capital gain. And if a property's been owned a long, long time and has a very low uh, cost basis, which many properties do throughout the state, they've been owned 20, 30, 40 years by a parent, they could very well have a very low acquisition cost. I've seen some cost bases that are down under $20,000 because the property was purchased in 1959. Well, that means virtually 100% of the gain is going to be subject to tax. So that's not necessarily a good plan. Property in bypass trusts and bypass trusts rather, and also something called a marital Q-tip trust, which is also an irrevocable trust, uh, often set up when there's larger estates. Well, assets in those trusts will also be 100% reassessed when the surviving spouse dies. This is really a disaster in the making. And I will say right now, this law was pushed forward by by CAR, the California Association of Realtors. And I'll tell you, the purpose was to force people, force children to sell rental properties and other properties and maybe even sell a parent's personal residence when it's inherited because either they're not going to occupy the residence uh, as their own, or they can't afford the maybe ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars more in property taxes that will have to be paid year over year in order to hold on to that property. So this is a brief summary of Proposition 19. When I come back after the break, I'm going to talk about some of the potential solutions if you actually own real estate, whether it's a personal residence or whether it is uh, rental property or both. Um, I will urge you, though, uh, to get a more detailed description of Prop 19. Go back to my December 4th uh, show. You'll find it in a podcast at kdow.biz, B-I-Z. Look for Plan Your Estate Radio. And then go to December 4th and download or listen to that podcast. So uh, we're at the bottom of the hour. When I come back, I'm going to go with some solutions. Talk with you then. This is Plan Your Estate Radio with San Jose estate planning attorney Bob Bergman on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Hi, this is attorney Bob Bergman returning back to the show today on Proposition 19 and some possible solutions to deal with the issues of Proposition 19. If you're just joining the show, um, I urge you to go back and uh, when this is uh, when the show's over, go back and listen to the podcast for today, which typically is up within about 24 hours. You can go to kdow.biz.biz, look for Plan Your Estate Radio, and look for the podcast for today's show. I also urge you before listening, though, to go back to the podcast I have recorded on December 4th, which gives an overview of Proposition 19. And, uh, and that's a good way to actually start before listening to the show today. If you are listening today, chances are very, very good that you have been waiting for this show. It is pre-recorded. I'm not live right now, so you can't call in. Um, but I'm going to talk now about some of the possible solutions, advantages, and disadvantages of, uh, of how we can deal with Proposition 19 and its impact on transfers from parents to children and maybe parents to grandchildren as well. Now, the first thing, if you own a personal residence, you could always just give the residence to your child now, transfer it, record a deed showing that your child now owns the property, and you do it before February 16th, 2021, which, by the way, the real deadline is probably more like February 11th because the recorder's offices are likely going to be closed from the 12th through the 15th which are basically holidays, state holidays. There's President's Day, Lincoln's birthday. Some of them follow one, some follow the other. You just have to know what your recorder does. But let's assume you just give your property to your child. That solves the problem. But now the question is, do you have a right to still live in the property? Do you have to rent the property from your child? And when you do that, you are making a gift to your child of something called your cost basis, which is your acquisition cost, and that's what's used to determine whether you have a taxable gain or not. Um, if you give the property, you give any property, including rental properties, to your child now. Just give it outright to them. They also have a gift of your property tax base. So if you have a $300,000 property tax base, and you have a $2 million property, and then you give that property to your child and they turn around and sell it, they're going to pay capital gains on the difference. If it's a rental property, chances are very good you've been depreciating it over the years that you owned it, and you may actually have a zero cost basis because you've owned it so long. Then you're making a gift of a zero cost basis to your child or children. That could be a real issue, too. If they turn around and sell it later, then they could end up paying capital gains on the full amount. So just gifting it doesn't seem to make much sense. You could sell the property to your child or children now. Uh, then they would be able to keep your real property tax base um, um, they would be able to get a, a new cost basis uh, in the in the property. They could keep your real property tax base, but get a new cost basis equal to what they paid for the property. But that will trigger capital gains for you. 
because you just sold the property. You didn't give it away. You sold it. So now you made money over what your original basis was, and you'll have to pay the income tax on that. So that doesn't sound very attractive either. So the question becomes, is there a solution to the personal residence issue and a solution to the um, transfer of your rental properties. Well, it turns out there is. It's a very elegant solution. It's going to cost a little bit of money to do. I'll tell you that right now because it's complicated. Um, I don't do it myself, but I'm familiar with how it works. I have a colleague here in San Jose a longtime friend of mine and colleague that has perfected this. It uh, involves the use of an irrevocable trust, an irrevocable trust that is called an intentionally defective trust, an intentionally defective grantor trust. So if you want to write that down, intentionally defective grantor trust, uh, you can Google that after the show and find out about it. But essentially, it's a trust that would enable you to transfer the ownership of your property to this trust by gift, not by sale, so you don't actually incur any taxes. But it's a transfer that is done in such a way that after the transfer... You no longer own the property, so you've completed the transfer, which means that Proposition 19 will not impact you, provided you do this in time. And there's not a lot of time. I'm going to warn right now. There's not a lot of time to take an action like this. That's unless the legislature decides to come along and do some emergency legislation extending the the time for dealing with the law and unless um, uh, or unless uh, maybe the governor issues some kind of emergency pandemic proclamation he seems to be fond of those um, and then extends the time um, by executive order to actually comply with this law but here's the deal This type of planning, if done properly and precisely, means that you can transfer the ownership away from you so you no longer own it. It's owned by a trust where the beneficiaries of the trust are your children. But the trust is structured in such a way that if it's your personal residence, you will have the right to continue living in your personal residence, but a very specific right that's not the kind of right you would normally see uh, in a trust like this. If you have rental properties, you'd be able to gift them to a trust like this as well, taking uh, being cognizant of the fact that any gift like this, any gift of any kind like this, is subject to federal estate tax gift taxation. Right now is a good time to do it because there's an 11, roughly $11.5 million exclusion from gift tax. So you could gift up to um, 11, excuse me, $11.5 million worth of your property, your real estate, and not owe any gift tax. You have to file a gift tax return, let the IRS know, but you would not be paying any tax. This is a lifetime exclusion that can be used right now. 
And here's the beauty. If you have rental properties, if you have a property that you conduct your business from, such as a motel or a, a, a freestanding building that has your your practice in it or your business running from it, you can do this and you can make sure you no longer own that property, but you still have all of the rents from that property and you get to do the uh, normal deductions from that property because of the way this trust is structured. Now, I'm letting you know out there, I have already referred a half a dozen of my own clients and also some people that contacted me after the first show aired to my colleague here in San Jose to see whether or not they are candidates for this kind of assistance. I will tell you right now, if your children do not plan on keeping your residence or keeping your rental properties or even keeping the business that you're running out of the property you own, then I would not be too concerned about Proposition 19. What that really means is they're going to turn around and they're going to sell everything after you die. So planning to avoid Prop 19 is really not an issue for you. Now, I'm not giving legal advice on that point right now. I'm just telling you that it probably isn't an issue for you. Um, I would just say, tell your kids when I'm gone, get those properties on the market right away, sell them right away, because there will be a supplemental real property tax bill that's going to come after I die, and it's going to be based on my date of death to the date the, the escrow closes on the sale of those properties. You're, make sure to set some money aside for that. Have someone calculate what it's likely to be, and make sure you set aside money from the sale proceeds because the assessor's going to come after who was ever in charge of that sale, and they're going to expect to be paid that supplemental tax. But uh, right now, if you're interested in doing something like this, if this is something that you think you might be uh, benefiting from, email me directly at rpb at lawbob, L-E-W-B-O-B dot com. Put Prop 19 emergency in the subject line. And uh, if you have a trust... Um, well, basically contact me and then I will reply back and I will tell you what information we need or else I will reply back. Uh, give me your telephone number, your email address, whether you have a trust or not, a description of the real estate that you have, whether it's a residence and or rentals. I will give you a call and talk with you for up to 15 minutes and determine whether or not it makes sense to refer you on to my colleague here in San Jose. I'm not going to give his name out over the air because I don't want him to be bombarded. I'm going to be, do, be doing what the medical profession would call is triage. I'm going to be determining whether or not you're a good candidate for this type of planning before I refer you over to my colleague to go into a more depth consultation and then see whether or not it makes sense for you. So we're coming up on the end of the third segment of the show today. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to do a brief summary of what I've been talking about today and give more details on what to provide to me when you contact me 
if you want to contact me. This is Attorney Bob Bergman. I'll talk with you after the break. Now, back to Plan Your Estate Radio with Attorney Bob Bergman. Hi, welcome back for the final segment of the show today. This is Attorney Bob Bergman, host of Plan Your Estate Radio. What I want to do in this final segment is urge you, um, this is not something that you can kind of sit on your hands and spend a lot of time thinking about. I say that advisedly. The time is very, very limited. The resources available to me to assist people in the form of my colleague here in San Jose who is ready, willing, and able to help as many people as he can. Time is limited. Um, He and I were talking the other day, and we kind of realized that probably everything has to be decided uh, to move forward probably no more than the middle of January, like uh, January 15th or so, and sooner than that if possible. He and his associate have uh, only a certain amount of time available to to talk with people. Everything will be virtually, no in-person appointments, Um, but we have agreed between us that I will screen people um, coming through this show Um, to see whether or not they are good candidates to refer on to my colleague. And uh, and to that end, here, get yourself a pen or pencil and paper and write down the things that I will need in order for you to be considered uh, for a referral to my colleague to assist with this. First of all, you need to send your request to RPB, that's Robert Paul Bergman, RPB at LawBob, L-A-W-B-O-B dot com. Make sure that you include your name or names if you're a married couple, registered domestic partners, um, or cohabitating couple. Give me the best telephone number to reach you and also give me the best times to reach you on that number. Uh, You are obviously going to be contacting because you own real estate, you have children, um, maybe grandchildren as well who could qualify, and you want to make sure that they can actually um, receive or inherit the property from you without losing your property tax base and also while getting a new cost basis for income tax purposes. That's what we're talking about here. Like I said before the break, If your kids don't want your residence, they don't want your rental properties, then they're just going to sell them after you die anyway. But this is for the families that want to keep those properties. So if you have a residence, tell me about the residence. Tell me what your uh, property tax assessed value is. Tell me what you believe the market value is, what houses are selling for in your neighborhood. Same thing if you have rental properties. What is the assessed value from your property tax bill? Uh, What do you think the market value is now? Uh, That includes vacant land, unless they're going to sell that. If you have a business that's operating out of a commercial uh, location that you also own, provide me the information there. What's the assessed value? What do you think the market value of the building is? If you have any properties like that in a current irrevocable trust, such as a bypass trust that was established when your spouse passed away, or a marital Q-tip trust 
maybe also established when your spouse passed away and you're the surviving spouse. Uh, even properties right now that are in an irrevocable trust that you set up with your children where you are the grantor or creator of the trust, let me know about those as well. All real estate, let me know about all the real estate that you have um, that could be impacted by this. Now, gather that information together. Send me an email summarizing that information so that I can look it over and I will give you a call back as soon as I am able to discuss it with you. And if I determine that you are a candidate for this type of special planning to deal with Proposition 19, then I will put you in contact with my colleague here in San Jose. Um, I will copy to you and to him with a joint email so that you can start contacting him directly to make arrangements for a consultation. Proposition 19 might eventually be overturned by, um, by the voters. We'll see. For those of you who have property in a bypass trust or marital Q-tip trust that needs to come out, that is something that I can assist with. I specialize in that type of court work. I can do it quickly and efficiently through a local court, typically in about one week's time. So if that needs to be done, and you know by the middle of January, we should be able to get that taken care of uh, in January so that you can breathe easy knowing that things have been taken care of for your children and they're not going to end up losing your residence or losing those rentals because they can't afford the increased real property taxes. So go back, listen to the podcast from the December 4th show. Uh, you can listen to this podcast, pass it on to other people, kdow.biz, under Plan Your Estate Radio. Look for the December 25th recording. It should be available within 24 hours after uh, the show airs. The show's going to air on, uh, it's airing right now, Christmas Day in 2020. So I uh, will be doing a, another show for New Year's Day that's pre-recorded. Haven't decided yet whether I'll continue on with Prop 19. Probably will. But um, until uh, next week with the new show, this is estate planning attorney Bob Bergman, host of Plan Your State Radio. And feel free to send me your emails. But remember, don't sit on your hands. Time is of the essence here. Thank you. And you have a great holiday season. Goodbye. You've been listening to Plan Your Estate Radio with estate planning attorney Bob Bergman. For more information on today's program or to schedule a consultation, visit lawbob.com, L-A-W-B-O-B, lawbob.com. Or call his office in San Jose, 408-247-0444. That's 408-247-0444. And be sure to tune in next week for more Plan Your Estate Radio with attorney Bob Bergman. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of this station and are for informational purposes only and should not be construed to be legal, financial, or tax advice. Seek appropriate legal advice regarding your particular situation. Attorney Bob Bergman does not offer any guarantees with regard to the outcome of your legal matter. Prior results in other cases do not guarantee a similar outcome in your case. All rights reserved.